Hello, everybody. Welcome back to D&D 404. I am your DM, Tony. And join with me today are the other three elementary school lunches I used to love to have when I was a little child. Fellas, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself, starting with Alec? Oh, wait, what? Yeah. Oh, shit. What's wrong okay. with you, baby? Fuck. <laughs> um, my name is Alec, and I play Drill the Ashbourne. And... um. I'm the Wendy's nuggets of the lunch menu. Did you guys ever have like Wendy's? You got Wendy's, You got bro? Wendy's nuggets? What the hell? You got you Wendy's lunch? for lunch, bro, in elementary what school? What? what? Yeah, dude. Yeah. Oh, my yep. God. Wendy's day was the- Wendy's like, day? The... This is a myth. You are lying to me. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I swear. Wendy's day is like, and then like you would put on the menu or like- Okay, so I went to a. <laughs> I don't want to toot my own horn, but I went. I was to gonna a say, what's life? I went like to a, in the one percent. I'm just. Curious. I, w- I went to a. I went to 1%. a private elementary school. Okay, so oh, like boy. we had like a menu, and then you would mark, do you want a single or double lunch? And I would always get double Wendy's nuggets, and so you get like two with it. Con- it was great. It was great. Oh. I loved it. You know, I think I saw a movie like that. I think it was called Richie Rich. Yes, <laughs> 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 McDonald's in his house. <laughs> Jared, why don't wow. you go ahead and tell me what elementary school lunch you are? Fucking Wendy's. Get the fuck out of here. Uh, I really liked Lunchables. I thought they were really great. <laughs> you would get the the cheese and the crackers. Mm. It, it's not quite Wendy's, but you know. Anyways, that's Armos's. Sad, pathetic, brown paper bag lunch. <laughs> what about you, Dan? Yeah, us normies eating fucking down yeah. lunches over here. Uh, my name is Dan. I play Minus Pebble Walker of the Ivory Boulders, and I'm going to pick the... I'm going to be the only one in this group that actually picks a lunch made at the school. <laughs> Mine was pasta day. Just cheese and pasta. Pasta with melted cheese. Best day mm. ever. Macaroni and cheese? No, not macaroni and cheese. Pasta day. No, but if it's noodles Shell and pasta. cheese, that's literally just macaroni and cheese. Yeah. And che- my yeah. fucking yeah, inner no, Italian. Not like noodles. My inner Italian is f- tweaking right now. <laughs> noodles? Oh and chocolate God. milk. It was pasta day, pasta cheese, chocolate milk. It was oodles of noodles, too. <laughs> Nobody had the long red, the long pizza, the red baron pizzas that they used oh, to make? I definitely had that. With that the was the best day. Tip. Well, anyway, welcome to session 47. You know the deal. Before we give you the recap, we got to give, give you the, the rundown. rundown. That's right. It's sponsored by Dan today. I'm sponsoring this rundown. I want you all to go to our YouTube. I said it last week, but now it's all me, so I get to really push it. Go watch me and Jared fight off in a battle with Pokemon cards. That's right. We uh, we did a kind of spooky YouTube video as d d 404 on YouTube. Where we took these, uh, <laughs> maybe we'll show you on video, but we took these trick or trade packs that Pokemon came out with, and we did this like battle where we tried to like get the most points for certain cards. Uh, we could like use power ups to steal, get more points, all that kind of stuff. So if you want exclusive content on YouTube that you can't get here or on any other platform, definitely go over there. It's a good time. I love how you're pushing a Halloween-themed episode into December. I love Halloween so much, I'll push it any day of any month. <laughs> Check out the YouTube. Ha- Halloween Check out the is YouTube. a is a Halloween is a beta holiday. I just I don't know. Oh boy! Oh, oh. oh. wow! 
Wow. It is. It is. Whoa. I for the recap. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's what some private kid would say. <laughs> what, <Wendy's? laughs> As he's eating his nuggets. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> In our last episode, our heroes had a pleasant meeting with the guardian of the Scoreus Stonebone Chapel, Alara Dornstar, who dropped a wealth of knowledge on not only Drell's ancestry, but a suspicious, mysterious blue gem identical to the one they've been carrying around this whole time. And just like any other adventure, they church hopped from Church of Scoreus Stonebones to the Chapel of the Gatherer in Lelouch's farm. After a short time skip of a week, the heroes decide to lay low and attend the mass to talk to the pastor of Lelouch's farm and vineyards, which led them down a mysterious staircase into a hideaway beneath the church. Bart, play that intro. Let's get on with the show, baby. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, and welcome to the world of Humbrea, featuring three first-time adventurers and one very patient DM. This is D&D 404. The three of you have just entered a secret staircase that was hidden beyond the bookshelf of Pastor Lero's office. After a very cryptic conversation between Minis and Lero, you guys are now led down here into a mysterious hideout beneath the church of the Chapel of the Gathering. You haven't made any Gosh. noise yet. If you want to do anything from this point on, stealth checks will need to be made as the three of you are hidden in dim light in the staircase. From what you can see just beyond the opening are two, two people wearing suspicious garb under the banner of the Red Dawn cult that you recognize. And they're drinking and talking amongst themselves, and you hear the voices of other people in the room. And the last noise you heard before ending that session was the banging of and rattling beyond two steel doors on the fourth side of the wall. Just to give you a brief description again, the basement is very it's well lit, but dark and not very well taken care of. It is clearly a hideout for those who do not want to be found. No natural sunlight is broken through, and there are there are a few doors. You could say the cellar resembles a really run-down tavern by how it's laid out and how there's tables and beer mugs scattered throughout the room. You hear some conversations going on. You have not been discovered, but you have not moved from the stairway. What would the three of you like to do? <clears throat> All right, I'll scout it out. And I I do a little tumble and just tumble in and I start stealthing like so Pink Panther. The, the pathway, you're kind of like Scooby-Dooing around the corner from the staircase. If you're going into this room, you're about... 10 to 15 feet away from the entrance where two people are sitting to stealth past these people what is practically looking at the door like just facing the hallway where you're about to escape from or about to sneak in from you do hear a lot more voices than those two if you're going in you're gonna have to make a stealth roll with disadvantage as one of the guy one of the patrons there are just facing the doorway you know what i Welcome in. I will gladly accept that challenge. So, Menace, what would you like 
You do. All right, stay here. I'll be right back. <laughs> Miss <laughs> creeps up to the, the corner of the room. And uh, I guess I, I would probably go to the left. I'd probably go to my left to the north side of the room, I would assume. Because I would want to get to the back of the room and find something to hide real quick and not get close to everybody. So I'll, I'll do that. I'll hug the wall and try and do a quick tumble, look around and see if there's a moment to go. You're going to make me a series of checks here. And there, once you fail a check, it's just going to stop in its track. Um, <laughs> the first thing you're going to do is going to make me a stealth check with, with disadvantage as you try to sneak into the room when the guy just happens to be looking away or drinking his mug. Three roll ones, thank goodness. Uh, I got a 26. What? <laughs> what? Okay. Uh, you, I got a, like, <laughs> like a snake in the grass, you tumble in and dive to your left. There aren't many objects to hide behind, but you, with your small stature, you manage to slip in just as the the patron taking a drink out of his mug is facing you as the fat mug blocks his peer view you jump in just at the right time you're gonna make me uh an athletics check to see if you can find something to hide behind or maybe blend in athletics check yeah acrobatics check excuse me you're gonna make an acrobatics <laughs> like, check as you try to find something <laughs> to blend in. I welcome an athletics check. <laughs> so acrobatics just to like be See if you limber. can move around something to stay in stealth because you're moving super quick right now and you're completely running on instinct. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's what, okay, that's what I thought. All right. It's just a regular roll? Yes. Okay. The hard part was the disadvantage. <laughs> I wrote down a number, by the way. I wrote down a DC. Would you believe I got a five? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. No, no. I didn't get a five. I got a six. <laughs> You're only 15, 14 off. You stumble into the room, and as you try to find something, you pick the worst possible corner as there's just one medium-sized jug of ale, a <laughs> barrel of ale as you try to hide and as you go to spin around it to blend in, you knock over this barrel of ale as it spills onto the floor and everyone instantly gets up and draws their weapons and they're looking at you. But they are also, to their surprise, equally stunned that they're looking at a minotaur. And one of them reaches up and goes, who who enters our hideout? Clearly someone who wants to not see the light of day anymore and draws his blade. Exactly what it, wait, wait, I don't get one like response. You get one before. response. So what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna take out my disguise glasses. <laughs> and I'm gonna put them on and go, it's me, Julius Kendrick. You don't recognize me? <laughs> Roll me a D100. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> to those who may not remember or be familiar, I gave Minus a gag item at the uh, beginning of this adventure where if he rolled a 100, something would happen. It was a magic, it's a glasses with a mustache on it. The most cartoon way you could think of. Minus, what'd you roll? That was a two. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Very fitting, I think, <laughs> for the moment at hand. Uh, that's wonderful. You didn't even put the glasses on right. <laughs> They're upside down. The nose is facing up. <laughs> uh, that's wonderful. It's me, Julius Kendrick, your leader. I don't even know if he's their leader or who he is. <laughs> As you raise your hands up to uh, try to fool these people with your fake glasses and mustache, a dagger goes flying right past your head as you make this statement and it gets stuck in the wall behind you. Oh, they're on me. Get in there, boys. <laughs> I need everyone to roll me initiative. <laughs> well, that's our cue, Drell. <laughs> 15. I got an eight. Yeah, fitting. All right. I'm nine. Cool. As the dagger flies right past Minus's head, it gets stuck into the wood wall behind him. The room becomes quiet at the mention of the name Julius Kendrick, and you hear a voice from the back of the room, a shady figure in heavier armor than the fellows that look around him. He goes, who dares say the name? It's me, your uh, doom. Get out of here, boys! <laughs> Menace is panicking. Um, we're gonna go ahead and start on initiative 18, which is one of the shady figures at the table. You see that he draws a sword from its side and immediately starts to run towards you. Moving 30 feet, he's gonna run up and take a slash at you. Swinging for a 19. Dealing. I'll hit seven points of damage as he slashes down with this scimitar. The second one from the Owie. table is going to run up and join his partner and take us the same slash dealing, hitting you with a 21 dealing. Two points of damage. <laughs> Barely get hurt at all. <laughs> Ow. Is that all you got? For real? I'm embarrassed for you. <laughs> On your left, Menace, as you are looking down this long room in this in a cellar in the shape of a tavern, one of the doors on the side begins to jostle as one of the doorknobs go, and you hear a guy, oh, there's something going on, and you hear the sounds of flowing water as he, you hear the sounds of, like, cleaning hands, like, I'm almost done, I'm almost done, I'm coming out, and the door begins to jiggle. And then you see another cultist member on the other end of the room taking out another dagger and then throws it at you. Getting a 22 as this throwing dagger pierces you for four points of damage. Well, I'm going to use my gloves of missile snaring. Ooh, what does that nice. do? The people that don't so, remember. <laughs> I reduce the damage by 1d10 plus my dexterity. Mm. And if I reduce it to zero, I catch it. Mm. I got a 10. You catch this throwing dagger, um, this throwing knife between your two fingers, real anime style, as you don't take <laughs> any points of damage. Okay, guys, seriously, you need to do better than this. This is just silly. <laughs> Dreads. It is going to go to initiative 15, almost. I mean, at this point, I'm kind of laughing at this. I mean, it seems kind of pitiful. Uh, so I moved just outside the... Uh, the staircase to where I can clearly see the entire room, get an eye of what's going on. And uh, so there are, what is there? Five individuals? 
So you can see five people in this room at the moment. Their races are unknown to you because they're all wearing hoods. Sweet. All right. So I see Menace laughably taking on both these guys with no problem. So I'm, I turn to my right and I see all the three other individuals getting ready to start charging towards us. So I uh, make the decision to go for them uh, and knock them away with the Eldritch Blast. So uh, I throw both Eldritch Blasts at the same time, hitting both and doing uh, eight points of damage to the first guy and then 10 points of damage to the second guy and knocking them both back. You see, as you shoot these two Elgic Blasts, the first one that was throwing the daggers at Minus gets blown back and crashes into the table behind him as he is heavily bleeding from his mouth as you leave a giant gash in his sternum and he looks like he's bleeding as he's holding on to his last breath. The second uh, one that you hit, the one that is wearing, uh, looks like heavier armor, gets knocked back into the bar doesn't look nearly as damaged as the one you just really messed up. What else are you doing? Um, so I moved and did that. I think uh, I'm going to chill. Yeah, sit down, have a drink, Armos. This is going to be nothing. <laughs> We're going to move to initiative 10, which are these more armored shady figures in the distance. The one that you attacked is going to make a dash action to get right to you. The other one is going to pull out a bow and begin to shoot arrows at you. As an arrow flies across the room, does a 15 hit, Armos. Yep. He's going to deal six points of damage as the arrow lands into your arm, nearly hitting Reginald on your shoulder. He goes, oh, oh, whoa. Almost got shot, man. Come on, you gotta, you gotta help me out over here, dude. And he hides in your hood. <laughs> as the two armored figures take their turn, you hear the sounds uh, beyond one of the doors in the further end of the room. The shuffling of armor and metal sounds clinking to the east side of the room as if it's alerting more people. We're going to move to initiative nine minutes. All right. First thing I'm going to do. So what I do is I flip the first dagger up in my hand. I reach back, grab the other dagger because I think this is going to be so easy. I'm like, all right, let's dance. And I'm going to throw a bunch of dagger attacks with their own daggers at them. Ooh. Go ahead and roll a hit, bud. Yeah, um, I'll do two attacks on the one right in front of me. Okay. A 19 and a nine. Uh, the 19 hits. Nice. So it'll take seven points of damage and then an extra two for my swarm. As you slash the shadowy figure in front of you, you get him right in his neck as the swarm deals the finishing blow and this first guy just drops in front of you. Nice. And then I'm not... I'm gonna. I'm not even gonna use my bonus attack on this one next to me. I'm gonna use my bonus action to use Writhing Tide, and I raise up above him ten feet. I'm going. Ha, 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 are you sure you want to continue? Let's do it. I'm now flying ten feet above him. Yes. Yeah. 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 I want it. Yeah. Oh, okay. You saw it just happened, your friend. Okay, let's do it. All right, we're gonna move to initiative a drill. Why don't you go ahead and take your turn, bud? All right. Um, so I walk out of the door into the, I'm like, oh shit, okay, we're fighting, fuck. And uh, 
I go over to the um I'll run over to the two by menace one and I am going to recklessly attack actually first I'm gonna bonus action go into a rage and now I will rec recklessly attack the first one Drell walks in and see that ale is spilled on the floor <laughs> yeah who the fuck I will kill whoever did that um and the first one is a 22 to hit. That hits. Okay. Uh, the next one is a nat fucking 20. Does that hit? Yes. Okay. According to my notes. Uh, so the first one's 14 damage. Dead. You just come out of the doors blinding rage as you go. And this axe just goes right into the back of his head and he drops and like his head, you hit him so hard that like his head is like kind of still caught on your axe. You have to like shake it off with that second okay. attack. If you make me an acrobatics check to see if you can move around Armos in a really cool way, I'll let you do that critical attack on the guy standing right next to him. Okay. Um, uh, that's an 18. Ooh, you almost sees you come out of the door swinging as you make a harsh left swing killing this guy as he gets stuck in your axe for a moment and almost bends down really quick as you flip over him and come down with a critical strike on almost's target go ahead and roll for damage uh that's 23 damage this thing he goes down as you do this as he suffers the same fate huh. see i knew you guys needed my help <laughs> um and then I will, uh, yeah, I, that is going to be my turn. I'm going to hold everything else. Perfect. Sorry, I couldn't do more, guys. I, I apologize. We're going to go back to the top <laughs> of the round of Initiative 18. And the one the one that's really messed up on Death's Door with a giant hole in his chest is who's bleeding really badly from uh, almost his Eldritch Blast gets up and sees the horror that these three of his uh, team members just got obliterated. He said, oh, oh, we need to, oh, this isn't good. He's gonna, he's gasping for air as the door that was jostling from before on the left of Minus opens up. And if somebody runs out of the latrine, you see come out and he does not have his hood on, but he is a human. And you see that he has tattoos on his face that look like cultist tattoos very symmetrical uh they are red uh essentially like a red war paint and he looks at the dead bodies on the floor and he makes a dash to the door next to him and he starts banging and he goes julius julius get out here get out here now and footsteps can be heard beyond the door we're gonna move to initiative 17 the door that the cult member was banging on opens and out steps a menacing shadowy figure dark maroon robes wrapped around his robes is a black thick leather belt holstered with vials and trinkets ready to be used the figure's head lifts and a mask is revealed covering the top half of his face the mask looks to be carved from a skull in the shape of a demon Red eyes peer through its sockets as he raises his arms from under his cloak, revealing a deadly mace gleaming with red energy. The bright light reveals his blue skin. And in a deep voice, 
I was wondering when you would show up. And he points his mace at Armos. Armos, do you know this guy or what? Uh, his free hand raises above him as red energy starts to swirl beneath, uh, around his fingers. The lifeless bodies around Minas begin to shake as groans and moans begin to come from the bodies as they are risen from the dead. Wait, is he casting a spell right now? He is. Can I counterspell him? <gasps> do you have counterspell? I do have counterspell. What? <laughs> This is news, but go ahead. Cast. What <laughs> level are you casting counterspell out as you're using your reaction? When you're using a spell slot of level four, so I can go up to four. So fourth level counterspell. So almost you cast counterspell. I'm going to need you to roll a charisma check against a DC 16. It's a 22. Easy. As these undead creatures raise, they drop. And you hear, oh, I can't believe you did it. You hear the <laughs> crashing of bones beyond the steel door. And you see this armored shadowy figure that you know is now Julius. Look at the door and then look back at you, Armos. And he goes, perhaps you're not as worthless as I perceived you to be. And he grips his mace. <laughs> He's going to take a main action, as that, that was a bonus action. He's going to go ahead and cast Eldritch Blast, and he's going to shoot you what? twice. Yep. Oh, no! fuck. I don't want to get oh, hit by fuck. this. <laughs> he can bonus action Eldritch Blast? Uh, no, he's... No, that, that was bonus action was the first one. That's a, that's a bonus action spell? You may or may what? not be fighting a necromancer, my friend. Oh, so, man. That's As insane. a 20 and a 20, wow, uh, 20 and oh, 21 goodness. hit, dealing 28 points of damage total as two bursts fly out from his mace and shoot you in the chest, knocking you back 10 feet onto the staircase where you just came it's out got the from. same invo invocation. <laughs> Ouchies. Yeah, how's you that feel? 28 it's not fun, huh? necrotic <laughs> damage. Mm. Drell, this is what I've been doing to you. Uh, yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, you see Reginald fly out from your hood and onto the floor. Oh, oh what a dick. Oh. <laughs> this is going to be a fun fight. Interesting fight. Oh, man, I can't believe you stopped. Oh, man. We're going to move to initiative 15, almost, as you are knocked down onto the staircase after getting two of your favorite dish right to the, right to the sternum. What are you doing? So I want to clear the room so that we can take out this main guy without any other anything's going on. So I'm going to Eldrick Blast the two, uh, I don't know, humanoid looking people with the hoods on and uh, try to finish them off so that we can take care of the main person. So I wind up and I cast Eldrick Blast and I got a nat 20 for the first one. <laughs> Thank goodness. And then I get a... Dirty 20 on the second one. Sweet. All right. So um, I shoot the two. Uh, I do the kind of the same move where I want to clear out the guys. I shoot two Eldritch Blasts and get a critical on the first guy with 13 damage. And then the second guy uh, gets eight damage. And they both get knocked back. As you regain your composure, you shoot out two Eldritch Blasts and both of these roguelike 
uh, cultist members drop to the floor as one was on his dying breath. And the one that knocked on the door, you hit for the exact damage as he gets knocked back and falls face first next to Julius. Boom. Done. Okay. Sweet. Um, so now I'm going to move just out of, uh, out of sight in the staircase until my next turn of the the big bad guy <laughs> you hear as you start to move and hide behind cover as you see julius look left and right and just see these two members drop and he sees you dash behind a corner he goes like a true coward we're gonna go ahead and move to initiative 10 which are which is one of these heavier armored guys as he takes out a bow and knocks an arrow and takes a shot at Giselle. Missing, at, missing with the 12 as the arrow goes right by him, whizzes past the menace and hits the wall next to the other two daggers. You hear sounds from the room left of Julius as two more of these armored, of these armored members come out wielding swords and shields. And they see what's going on in the room. And they're like, you can see like, they just came off a break and they're like, Julius, we will handle the stand back. And they start to make their way towards the center of the room. We're gonna go to initiative nine minutes. All right, well, this is gonna be a little bit more difficult than I thought. <laughs> These are useless. I dropped the daggers on the floor <laughs> <laughs> from 10 feet up in the air. <laughs> I move forward uh, 10 feet. Uh, I move forward 10 feet and what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna cast a spell. I'm gonna cast uh, Bestial Spirit. So I'm like, all right, Sid, Sid Juniors, <laughs> time to call in a friend. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I, you see, uh, out of Sid's spirit, I don't know how Sid does it, but <laughs> Sid creates this energy that turns into this flying spiritual hawk. You see Menace put his hands up and like a Sailor Moon transformation spins and turns into a magical hawk um, that is hovering around you. What does this spell do? Yeah, so I call forth a bestial spirit. It manifests in an unoccupied space that I can see within range. This corporeal form uses the bestial spirit stat block, which I have in front of me. When you cast a spell, you choose an environment. I chose air. The creature resembles an animal of my choice uh, within that stat block. Uh, when it drops to zero hit points, the spell ends. The creature is an ally of mine and my companions. It also shares my initiative, uh, but takes its turn immediately after mine. And obeys my verbal commands. <clears throat> Hockey, uh, fly. You now have this spiritual hawk right next to you. I go ahead and went ahead and gave you control of it. That's pretty sick. Ah, <laughs> uh, can't have too many friends, right, Drell? All right, well, Hockey, I mean, get him. <laughs> I don't have any, so. What? <laughs> Menace is hurt. <laughs> uh, and I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna have this hawk just run over and start. Karen into uh, Julius Kendrick. Yeah, go ahead. Roll to hit as a spiritual hawk flies over. 22. That's going to hit. Boom. And sweeping down, it hits with its little spiritual beak doing eight damage. This hawk comes in and swipes and gets him right across the head as like swooping season in Australia and gets him for eight points of damage as he tries to swing his mace at him. Uh, we're going to go ahead and move to initiative eight. Drell. <laughs> um, okay. So I am going to hmm, 
Trying to think if I want to go for the main bad guy or his grunts. That is the question. Yeah, so I'm going to just run straight to Julius. And as I do that, I just say, hey, if anyone's going to hit anyone with Elgic Blast, it's going to be Armos. And then um, I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to run up to him. And this might be a bad decision, but I'm going to recklessly attack him as well. Ooh, um, okay. Oh, and as I say that, I say Marmalade, obviously, is a bonus action to activate the extra d6 on my sure axe <laughs> oh thank god i'm recklessly attacking uh that is a 17 to hit on the first swing oh that is gonna hit that's 17 damage on the first one nice that's a 21 to hit on the second one that hits. that's another 16 damage Ooh. um and then i'm gonna say and it's not even over and i'm going to action surge <laughs> obviously because uh, what else are fighters good for um, it's a 25 to hit yeah that's gonna hit that is 24 damage um, and then my final attack that's another 21 to hit that hits and that is 15 more damage oh I also forgot one other thing uh, so he takes an additional three points of damage and he needs to make a strength saving throw of a dc 15 uh because i am using a superiority die to use trip attack and i'm trying to knock him prone oh he got a four so he gets knocked prone back into the door prone though right yeah he gets knocked through the door as the door swings open and that knocks prone into the room where he came from you start slashing away and as you land every single one of these attacks you realize that you you're sensing this like great power from him but as great as it is you realize how weak he is uh up close and personal as you start to slash across him and his skull mask falls off onto the floor and binks onto the tile as blood begins to drip from his head as it reveals this blue face he has no hair he is completely bald you see this you see a mouth and he looks like a humanoid, but you can see that he may have some sign of gills. He's completely blue. He kind of looks like a creature from Avatar. Almost as you peer around the corner, you know this race as rare as they are, as rare as a tiefling, this is a Veldikin. Mm. We're going to move back to Julius Kendrick, who is knocked back 10 feet. He gets knocked back 10 feet prone into the hallway where he just exited from as he looks very bloody as his mask has fell onto the floor. He gets up and with the bloody grip of his mace, he begins to cast another spell. Is he though? You may want to think about it again. I'm like Neo in the Matrix right now, just waiting for him to try to just start casting something. Guns finger guns going ready to go first he's going to cast mage hand no oh god as a bonus action he casts mage hand as this spectral skeletal hand zooms past do you have a reaction for this god no i wouldn't i don't think you have a reaction to the mage hand <laughs> no okay this Spectral hand flies out from his bloody hand and zooms past the hawk, past Drell, and goes to the double iron doors on Minus's left and opens them. As the sounds of bones can be heard and a beast's breath, 
exits the room as stale air empties into the main hall. When you see those doors fly open, you see that the theme of the room changes dramatically and it looks like a dungeon. Julius then uh, uses half of his movement to stand up and begins to cast another spell. You see as he starts to wave his hands around, Armos, do you have a reaction? <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> on this one. F this guy. <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead and uh, counterspell this one. Go ahead and make a DC of 16 as you try to counterspell his next oh, move. Oh, it's a 13, oh. no! Oh, no. <laughs> Uh, as a spectral hand flies past Drell and the Hawk, opening these two iron double doors, a red rift then appears behind Julius in the room where he came oh from, creating a dimension door. Ooh, ooh. Actually, yeah, I want him to do. Where's that going? Using the rest of his movement, he then slips in and disappears. No! And the door closes behind him. It's going to go to initiative 15. Armos. Uh, just my my counter spell went off and I'm sitting there just staring at him getting away and I my I'm just so, just filled with just disappointment and also anger and questions. Um I uh move around the corner and do I still see? Yeah, there are three additional cultist members in the room at the moment. Okay, um, seeing what's left out there and hearing the the sounds coming from uh, the trap door that uh, is open currently, uh, I pull up both my hands and create a wall of fire to to cut off anything that's running out of this and also to uh, hit one of the guards and block off some of them from getting to uh, me or Menace on this side of the wall. Nice, you bring up this wall of flame, essentially dividing you and Menace from Drell, but Drell looks like he's in good enough shape as <laughs> as he is over there. Uh, guys. As this wall of flame ignites one of the cultist members in the center of the room. It hits the other one too. Uh, it hits anything in the front of it when you first cast it. How much damage? Yeah, how much exactly? When the wall appears, each creature in the area must do a dexterity saving throw. On a fail, they take 5d8. Now, what exactly would the um area mean? Oh, is Drell <laughs> hitting it? These two cultist members fail as they are caught in the wall of flame. How much damage are they taking? Okay, 13. These two cultists burst into flames and drop yeah, get fucked. to the floor. Sweet. Man, that really, that first counter spell really fucked this fight a little bit. I'm not going to lie, but there are more things I think I can do because I want to kill somebody. That's right. No. <laughs> Almost. What else are you doing on your turn? I'm done. I'm good. I'm happy as a clam now. We're going to go to initiative 10 as the breathing from the room, from the flung open doors become louder and a creature bursts through the flames. Ooh. Aww. Nice. What is that? He's oh my cute. god. It looks like my cat. <laughs> is that a cat? Is that a when snake? When was the last time you fed your cat? <laughs> uh, it's been a long time. Last time I was home. 
a large skeletal creature in the shape of a snake coils and lashes out from beyond the dungeon doors on the opposite side of the wall of flames approaching Drell, standing mm -hmm. at about 20 feet away from him and its large head with its empty socket with its empty sockets begin to glow red how tall is this thing again large uh it's about right now it's coiled up so it's kind of hunched over in this room but fully extended you probably think this thing's about 40 feet long so it's a giant right it's or... a large creature oh of course it is <laughs> its eyes begin to gleam as it flashes red and looks at Drell. Drell, I'm going to need you to make me a wisdom saving throw. That is not good. <laughs> oh my. It's a psychic snake? Psychic snake? Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> Easy. I got a five. But <laughs> I'm going to use my inspiration die because <laughs> I need to try to beat this. That's an eight. <laughs> oh, as its no. eyes flash and you look into its empty as its red glowing sockets you are now paralyzed as he casts a spell hold person uh, the boy snake he is going to use the rest of his turn to move around the room and hides behind the wall of flames still visible by Drell and the hawk initiative 9 minutes well uh, I don't know if this uh, flying thing's gonna really help us out that much, Sid. Let's drop this axe. <laughs> we <laughs> back onto the ground, Sid. All right, I take out my <laughs> oh, run through the firewall. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm just gonna pop through the firewall with my sling at the ready. <laughs> I got you, Drell! <laughs> I'm gonna launch sling bullets at this dang giant bone snake. Go ahead and make me a dexterity saving throw as you walk, <laughs> as you jump through the wall of fire. Absolutely. I get to reroll ones. <laughs> oh no. That's a 14. That's 14. 15. It's a 14 to save. You burst through the wall of flames to get to a safe distance beyond the magical firewall and you shoot a sling at it. Go ahead and roll to hit. Uh, yeah, how much did I take? Half of 35. <laughs> Worth it. <laughs> <laughs> and then I... <laughs> and I'm going to use my reaction <laughs> as I pop through this fire to brush off the flames <laughs> with absorb elements. So I'm gonna take half of 35 and then half of that. Wow. <laughs> Goodness. Okay. Nine. I take nine points of damage. So I burst through this wall of flames. I use my reaction spell, absorb elements, to take minimal damage, absorbing that, and then pushing those flames magically into my scimitars, ready for an attack. And then I'm going to use Hawk to go hit this snake, I guess. <laughs> go ahead and roll a hit. Oh my goodness. Uh, 17. That hits. Snake is going to take thir 13 points of damage. What else are you doing? That's it. We're going to go to initiative eight, Drell. Mm -hmm. So you are still paralyzed. How hold person works 
is at the end of each of its turns, the target can make another wisdom saving throw. So your turn is going to end, but you need to make a wisdom saving throw to see if you are still stuck or not. Okay. It's a 13. <laughs> that is going to fail. Fuck! As you are still paralyzed from the spell. We're going to go... <laughs> We're going to go to the top of the round at initiative 17. As you feel the presence of magic being cast from the darkness. Wait, what? Oh, dude didn't get away. He's still around. Menace. Ew. As you are focused on this giant skeletal snake in the room in front of you, the ground around you turns green, acidy, and necrotic. Make me a constitution saving throw. As the ground around you, within the 30 feet from your space, becomes acidic. Poisonous. It's acidic or poisonous? Yeah, yeah, it's, it's necrotic, but the effect, the illusion, the immersion is that it's become, it's like acidy and decrepit, like a black <laughs> sludge. Right. With a tint right. of green. That's a seven, not very. Oh, it's a 15. That was a, that was a five. That was a 17. 17? You're going to take 11 points of damage as you manage to like tiptoe around this necrotic blight around your feet. Take 11 necrotic damage. <laughs> that will be the end of his turn. As he casts that from an unknown location. Mm. By the way, so you're still standing in this uh, area of blight. It takes up 30 feet around you. I'm going to go ahead and draw that on a map for you. Drell, you are also going to get hit with 21 points of blight as you are paralyzed and you can't make a dexter. You can't make a saving throw. Uh, it only says that I fail strength and dex. Oh, go ahead and make me a constitution saving throw as you are also caught in this blight. Thank you for correcting me. Okay, okay. You're absolutely right. I'm looking at that right now. 12. Uh, that, that's a fail, unfortunately. So you're going to take 21 nah. points of blight. <laughs> Good try. <laughs> okay, we're going to move to initiative 15, Armos. That's me. On the opposite side of this flame wall that you've created, what are you doing? And how many spell slots uh, do you have left? Just out of curiosity. I don't talk about it. I think you should. <laughs> I count three spells so far. That is three. Mm. And how many do you have? Three. Okay. You didn't need to tell him that. Oh. I'm, just <laughs> I'm just saying, I counted three. <laughs> yep. Uh, go ahead and continue with your turn. So, with the flame wall being up and my friends being on the other side, I'm going to dash through it, but on kind of the uh, the farther side away from the necrotic damage that's uh that's going on the drill and uh menace the all the the screams that i can hear them dealing with on the other side of this wall i dash through and i take 26 so 14 13. 13. and then i come out on the other side of the wall and as i come out the other side of the wall i cast eldritch blast on the two uh, individuals, the humanoid target and the snake target. Bone snake, absolutely. Go ahead and roll to hit. Pew pew. Alright, so the first is the 22, and the second is 21. They are both going to hit. Sweet. And the damage coming out is going to be 8 for the first target, and 11 for the, sl the silly snake. And it's force damage, and he pushes him into the, the, the pit. Yes! Ooh, Get so in that pit. With, so you go ahead and shoot your first Elgic Blast at the uh, cult fanatic, and he falls into the blight, and 
the blight finishes the rest of the job as he begins to melt and decay Yay. within the blight. The second, the bone snake is going to take how much damage? 11. 11 points of damage as it, as it gets hit with this Elgic Blast, shifts 10 feet back and looks at you, Armos. What's up? Uh, <laughs> does he take damage as well? Is he mute to the damage? Mm. Mm. Okay. The bone snake might be immune to the blight damage, yeah. Oh, information mm. coming out. Mm. Maybe, maybe. Okay, okay, okay. Um, and then that is uh I'm gonna do a healing potion. Absolutely. I'll just do a greater one. So okay. I have one one greater one that I'll use. How much health are you gonna back on the greater? Four D four plus four. You go ahead and take a swig of your greater health potion as the bone snake gets tossed back into the blight, looking unfazed we're gonna go down to initiative 10 as it is now staring at you the bone snake's eyes begin to glow red and immediately cackle immediately crackle into this white electrifying energy as it casts lightning bolt. what <laughs> make me a dexterity saving throw as a line of electricity shoots from its empty mouth in your direction uh, Armos, as he needs to make a, he need to beat a DC 16, bud. Hey yo, 17. Oh. Ooh, <laughs> good for <laughs> you. You see these horns? They're a little nimble. Oh, they are. They are. Oh, oh. I love it. For those of you that are I listening, Armos it. has plus zero to Dex. <laughs> zero. You take. Uh, 12 points of lightning damage <laughs> as you dodge out of the way of this beam of lightning that shoots right towards you, breaking the tables and the bars behind you. I laugh at the dragon. There, snake. The the nope rope. I laugh at the nope rope. The <laughs> nope rope. We're gonna go to initiative nine. Minus. Minus, as you as it goes to your initiative. You see this giant bone snake shoot a ray of lightning across the room. You see the fire begins to spread as Armos still has this wall of flame up. And you are currently standing in this necrotic blight. Drell is also paralyzed in the same blight. And you don't know where Julius is. Your situation seems very grim. What are you doing? I run. No. <laughs> Menace. Oh, I'll tell you what, I'll give you a whole week to think about it because that's where we're going to end this oh, week's session. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're okay. not finishing this? Oh, Are you fucking kidding me? No, 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 no. We're not going to finish this right now? <laughs> I I figured Dude, we weren't going I'm to. About to I do, uh, <laughs> I'm about to do some shit. Oh, Dude, I have my whole... Oh! Oh man, I'm this gonna is sit here for great. a few more turns. Uh we have a lot to talk about in the after show, but I already uh, rolled my attack for the next <laughs> episode. <laughs> I have to make a note of what I'm gonna do. It's pretty good for uh, ooh, taking a photo. Very interesting too. fight. Not at all how I thought it was gonna go, but ooh, Julius Kendrick is might. I'm not gonna lie, you have me shook in the first half. <laughs> oh, if we got him on that dimension door, though, forget about it. Dude, okay, so, so to everyone, I know this wasn't in the thing, but just FYI, I forgot, so I do, I've never had to use this because I don't get ability checks that often, just being way the, 
uh, way away from <laughs> the action. Um, and I have uh, Dark One's... No, uh, what's it called? Uh, what's the spell? Dark One's Own Luck, which I get to... Re I get once oh, a short dude. rest, I get to re-roll <laughs> a dice and then just go with that. Or, or I get to add a D10! I get to add the D10 to my roll. Ah! Dude, I was also making mistakes. We'll talk about more of those mistakes we made uh, and some of the successes I didn't make a on single the after one. show. I played perfectly. Yeah. <laughs> 10 for 10, never lost. We're going to have to roll it back and really see, Alex. We, we need a counter for how many times Drell is asleep or incapacitated or not moving in a combat. Of course, <laughs> but like you have to remember... He just dealt like oh. almost a hundred fucking damage oh, yeah. to the main dude. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this right. giant boat stick's gonna go after him. He's gonna neutralize him. <laughs> yeah. I, oh man, and it's so funny because I've been wanting to use this monster for a long time, but I wanted to use it in a setting that makes sense because it's a very specific monster. Um, but oh man, is it's just so much fun. Well, we'll uh, talk about more of that on the after we show. We will on the after show. Everybody, thanks for listening this week, but do we have any closing remarks as we uh end session 47? Go tr If you have Wingstop near you, go try their spicy chicken sandwiches. They're fucking bomb. Is that like Chick-fil-A? Uh no, it's like a it's like literally just like wings. Like Yeah. So oh, they sell really? like boneless oh, wings. Wait, wait, wait. What is yeah. it? Spicy what they have so now they have spicy chicken sandwiches but they it's like a breaded chicken breast but now they use any of their like wing sauces on this like spicy chicken sandwich i'm so in i'm getting that tomorrow it's called wing stop look it up if it's near you um if you have a uh qdoba is so there's chipotle and there's qdoba in certain areas uh they have a new spicy chicken that you can put on the burrito it's so good dude i'm so all about good. spicy chicken lately not even gonna oh, yeah. lie i'm so glad oh you guys God. are talking about this because i mean been... lately oh. you should be into okay. it all the time well okay <laughs> so, listen i don't know if you guys noticed like i'm a white dude crack pepper makes me sweat so like anything spicy is like was off the menu until like a year ago okay that's mm. not a real thing just because uh, you're white oh <laughs> dude oh, my mayo is spicy to me all right bro okay <laughs> no, that's but, a like, myth it's <laughs> how like, you grow up. Spicy? I'm standing by it. I love spicy food. Mm -hmm. Dude, yeah, spice Same. for me has recently been getting really, uh, yeah. really up there for me. And I've been eating so many ch spicy chicken sandwiches. It's just, yep, they're wonderful. amazing. I got things to say oh. about spicy food in the after show. Let me tell you. And oh, yeah. from last week, also <laughs> frozen stuff from from last week's episodes. Frozen stuff in my freezer. The Trader Joe's tikka masala dishes, dude. Oh, Those I things love are tikka masala. The best frozen tikka masala you could buy is Trader Joe's. Oh, Facts. Man. I got made fun of for ordering tikka masala once. Be like, yo, of course the Italian guy orders the most Italian style dish in an Indian restaurant. I'm like, man, you right. <laughs> I was like, man, you right. <laughs> tikka masala fucking slaps though. Yeah. Uh, yeah was, that's you great. also got made fun of for not ending episodes on time. And oh yeah, we're talking about too much uh, food. No, I could talk about food all day, honestly. <laughs> hey, so the maybe I just want to bond. Maybe I just want to bond. All right, you know, I don't want to bond, bro. I don't want to be. You behind. can bond with us in the after show. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, as we close out this week's session, does anybody have any recommendations? I just Alec, did. 
I think we just oh, did. Oh, yeah, you did. Oh, my yeah, God. I'm, oh, I'm just going in a circle. I'm sorry. It's uh, 2 a.m. where we are, and I'm very tired. Is yeah. 1, one a.m. Oh, oh, I didn't roll it's, my clock back. I'm sorry. Uh, it is 1 a.m. where we are, and I am very tired. It's 10.18. Shut up, Callie, kid. It's Wendy's like for lunch. Who the fuck? Who the fuck is this guy? Who the fuck Wendy's. is this guy? Hey, Domino's and Wendy's lunch days were the most two fire oh days. Oh my you god! You say Domino's? Domino's? Yeah, Domino's days, oh dude. Oh my god! We're gonna argue about this in the after right. show. We'll see I'm, you later. You're so Patreon lucky you're across stuff. the country because I'm gonna jump your ass. We're gonna go <laughs> over to the fucking Patreon channel. I'll see you next week. Bye. We need to fade out that whole piece at the end. Oh, yeah. Bro, I'm already, yeah. already way out of you. Just us just uh, absolutely being like, are you fucking kidding me? And that's not the part of fading out. Fading out this part. Okay. Yeah. That's great. We're fading out the part about talking about fading out. <laughs> Now it's time for the Patreon shoutouts. First up is our Sigic College alumni, Ulrich Shield Dust. Ulrich has been hard at work. After aiding Dilmore's reconstruction, the Shield Heart Forge is finally back up and running. The sounds of hammers on anvils are being struck and heard deep into the night. His customers are overjoyed and say his work has gotten even better since his new hammer. Next up is Artemis. Artemis is currently working security at the Alchemist dorms at the Sigi College. As the summer semester comes to an end, Artemis is working double time, keeping the annoying engineering students away and defending Kemi Joe from ruthless pranks. Next is Alara Dawnstar. Alara is defending a mysterious church forgotten by time on top of a lone hill overlooking watery cliffs. Alara trains on, defending her new home and mysterious artifacts left behind by an old friend. Enter Julius Kendrick, a dastardly hooligan spreading mischief in South Trillis, last seen only by the man he murdered. Julius' location is unknown but close by. Looming in the shadows, the faint sounds of tolling bells fill the air when he is near. Now we're going to move on to Humbrea's Heroes. First up is Alex Dredd. Mr. A. Dredd is currently reigning champion in the Kambuki fighting pits as he recently won a fight with a bugbear while his arms were shackled to a rock. Quite impressive. Next is Charcoal Darts, wild magic artist of Humbrea. Have you noticed the autumn trees recently? That's because she is painting the environs with her new line of oil paints. Last is Man With Glass. Recently, Man With Glass has been arrested for assault. Reports say he attacked somebody named Man With Stones. Man With Glass claims Man With Stones had it coming and got rocked. That's it for this episode's shoutouts and a big thank you to this month's Patreon supporters. If you want to be added to our shoutouts, go ahead and click that Patreon link down below to find out more. See ya!